scripture today comes from Jeremiah 18, 1 through 11. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, Come, go down to the potter's house, and there I will let you hear my words. So I went down to the potter's house, and there he was working at his wheel. The vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hand, and he reworked it into another vessel as seemed good to him. Then the word of the Lord came to me, Can I not do with you, O house of Israel, just as this potter has done, says the Lord? Just like the clay in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. At one moment I may declare concerning a nation or a kingdom that I will pluck up and break down and destroy it. But if that nation concerning which I have spoken turns from its evil, I will change my mind about the disaster that I intend to bring on it. And in another moment I may declare concerning a nation or kingdom that I will bring, build and plant it. But if it does evil in my sight, not listening to my voice, then I will change my mind about the good that I intended to do to it. Now therefore, say to the people of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, thus says the Lord, look, I am a potter, shaping evil against you and devising a plan against you. Turn now, all of you, from your evil ways and amend your ways and your doings. Isn't that one of your favorite scriptures ever? I mean, it's just such a wonderful image. Um, it's definitely uh, my top five, if not my top three. Jeremiah, who wrote this scripture, who shared it with us, was one of the major prophets of the Old Testament. Some of you have studied Jeremiah, right? And you know that he was the weeping prophet. Did you all know that? You know why he was called the weeping prophet? Because he was always lamenting over the people. He was always weeping before the Lord because the people would not change their ways. He was always going, oh, Lord, why? And he was one of those prophets that wasn't ashamed of sharing his own personal struggles with God. You know, some of the other prophets, they just give you the word of the Lord that the Lord gave them. But Jeremiah actually tells you what the Lord told him, and then he shares what he's struggling with because of what the Lord gave him to share. You know, this is the prophet that asked God, why do the wicked prosper? This is the prophet that wanted to know why his pain was unending. You see, he was the kind of prophet that said the things that everybody else was thinking, but nobody was saying. Because some of us would be afraid of saying those things to God or he might smite us, right? But Jeremiah, he was willing. He was willing to at times plead for the people of God and ask for mercy and at times just say, Lord, just take me now. It's just hopeless. It is this Jeremiah that God sends down to the potter's house. And you know, Jeremiah was so obedient to God that he, he didn't have to tell him twice. Most of us would have been like, which potter? Why? What am I going to do there? Do I really have to go? 
But not Jeremiah. He, he got told to go down to the potter's house, and the scripture says that he just went. He obeyed the Lord. You know, there's a lot to be said about being obedient to whenever God calls you to something, to just do it. He just went to the potter's house. And we have to understand that pottery was extremely common in Jeremiah's time. Everybody used clay pottery. They had it at home. It's like saying, do you have any uh, glassware at home? Yeah, we all do. But have you ever seen anybody make it? Make your glasses. Most of us would go, no, I thought they just appeared at Walmart and I picked them up. <laughs> See, we don't know how they're made. And I think Jeremiah got invited to the potter's house because even though he used clay and he used clay vases and he used clay tools and things at home, he really didn't really know everything that went into making those pieces of, of pottery. And so he shows up and he begins to watch as the potter is working on his wheel. And, you know, it's so interesting because if you hand a piece of clay to any child, the first thing that they do is this. Every single one of them that you hand it to turns it into what? A ball, a perfect ball, a way to start by making it all even because if you're going to shape clay, you got to start off with a good start. And when Jeremiah went there, he noticed that the potter was simply taking this lump of clay that was like all deformed and pounding it back into shape and getting it into a ball and putting it at the center of that wheel. And then he began to make sure that it was smooth in all directions and even in all directions. This centering process is extremely important to making pottery. Because if you are not centered, the rest of the process will be off. If you're not centered correctly, the, the vessel will not turn out straight. And you see, when God begins to shape us and work in us, the first thing he does is invite us to be centered on him. The first thing he does is say, I want to be the center of your life. The first thing he invites us to is to allow him to put us on the wheel and spin us. And a lot of times we go, oh, I'm not too sure about this thing. I'm not too sure about getting on that wheel did you notice that the one who makes the pottery has that wheel spinning all the time? He never stops. He slows down and he goes faster, but he never stops. Because the reality is in life, we really never stop until we get called home. And God is shaping us throughout that whole time, throughout that whole process. And if you notice in the video, one of the things that, that they were saying was that when, when that shaping and that centering is taking place, it says the clay fights back. As, as, as the potter is trying to shape it, the clay is trying to resist taking the shape. And if you don't believe it, just take clay and squeeze. You see how it bulges? We resist. 
We say, yeah, Lord, you can shape this part of me, but over here, I'm going to do my thing, and I'm going to bulge out. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you work in the middle part, but the top and the bottom, those are mine. Or you know what? You can spin me a little bit, but at the end of the day, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you know how far we can go with this thing. You see, the clay fights back, and when the clay fights back, the potter has to use water to pour over the clay to soften it up and make it manageable and make it where he can work with it. Now, if that's not a wonderful image of how the Holy Spirit works in us, I don't know what is. The fact that the Holy Spirit of God has to be poured on us to soften our hearts and soften our beings so that we are receptive to God's touch and God's shaping. But notice that the water upon that clay continues to wash over it and come down the sides because it is still a clump. It is not yet a vessel. The wonderful part in this is that whenever we are experiencing difficult times in our lives and we feel like God's just not working on us, he continues to pour the Holy Spirit on us until we are receptive enough for him to begin to dig into the center of our being so that we can not just receive the Holy Spirit poured on us, but we can have it inside of us and it can begin to accumulate in our life. You see, it's such a great image because so many times, as, as, as Jeremiah observed, the potter is working on the wheel, he's working on that clay, and it spoils in his hand. And I don't know if you've seen a kid do Play-Doh, but if it messes up, it's going back to ball form right away because we cannot have that. And you know, God is the same way. If it's not, if we're not, if we're not taking the shape that God is wanting for us, he immediately begins to rework us. And it is such a beautiful image that God never takes off his eyes from us. The clay is always in view of the potter. He never takes his eyes off that clay while he's working on it. And you know, he doesn't throw it out. You know, some of us go, oh, I'm way too messed up. Let me just throw it out and get a new one. But God doesn't do that. He loves us too much. And he sees what we can become. So patiently and lovingly, God continues to reshape us and rework us. The process of shaping pottery is not fast. It is not instant. It takes time. Yet a lot of times we come to God expecting him to shape us in one day. Tomorrow I want to become sanctified and wake up completely holy. Yeah, we'd love to do that. But the reality is that it doesn't work that way, does it? God literally has to work with us and continue to shape us. I love that the potter does not simply try to make the clay into the vessel that's spoiled, 
but that he tears down the clay back to its original form and begins to form a new vessel as he sees fit. You know, sometimes when we spoil in God's hands and we go through a trauma or a bad situation, we want God to reshape us, but we want to tell him what shape we want to be in. We want to tell him how we want things to be. We don't pray, God, let your will be done in my life. We say, God, this is what I want, and I know that it's your will because it's good for me. And God's going, you don't know what's good for you. Only I know what lies ahead. You know, when I did the children's sermon, that's what I was thinking about. I was thinking about the fact that when God shapes us into the new vessel, he's not shaping us into the old vessel that we were because he knows that we need to be something new because of what lies ahead. And in our narrow-mindedness, we romanticize about the past, and we go, Lord, if I could just be like I was before this trouble ever hit, I'd be okay. And the Lord is saying, no, through this whole process, I want to grow you, and I want to fill you, and I want to shape you into something new. Where others see a spoiled vessel, God sees the potential of a new creation. Where others see failure, God sees an opportunity for us to grow in faith and to learn to trust him. There is no better place to be than in the hands of the one who created the heavens and the earth. But we presume to tell him how to shape us and what to make us into. The other thing that strikes me about God reworking the clay is that, that, that he always does it as seems good to him. And one of the problems we have is that we don't have that point of view in our lives. We can only see it from our point of view, and so we try to tell God what is good when God already knows what is really good for our lives. Well, why was Jeremiah shown all this? Why was he being shown all of the scenes in the potter's house? Because God wanted him to know that just like that potter could work that clay into something new after it's spoiled, God could still redeem the people of Israel if they surrendered into his hands. If they really said, Lord, we are sorry for our evil ways, make us into something new. God would have mercy and would do it. And when the prophet was feeling pessimistic and going, it can't be done, God was reminding him that he was the creator of all things and that he could make something beautiful out of the people of Israel. God really does want to shape us and form us but he won't do it until we submit to him and allow him to do it. He's not going to beat you into submission. He's going to ask you, may I beat you into submission? And then he will go through that difficult and painful process of tearing you down and building you back up. The potter works the clay at the center of that wheel and he resists the temptation to go too fast. 
because he knows how much the clay can handle. You know, God knows how much you can bear. And he's not going to stretch you to the point where you're going to break. He will keep you going and growing. And there are times where you're going to feel thin and you're going to feel like you're going to give way. And the Lord will be right there with his hands cupped right around you, keeping you together. Once the clay is centered on the wheel and the potter has shaped it into a vessel, he puts water in the middle. You know, when you accept Jesus Christ and you welcome him into your heart, gives you the promise of the Holy Spirit. And he says, now that you are mine, let me fill you. Now that there's some space, let me fill you. And when he fills that space, then he grows that space even bigger. Did you notice that the that lump of clay, which only had a little finger hole to begin with, ended up expanding to where he could stick his whole hand in the vessel. The deeper we go in relationship with God, the more room we make for the Holy Spirit, the more he fills our lives. Water is not just put into the vessel, but it continues to soften the clay from the inside out. And that's the work of the Holy Spirit in our hearts. You see, he changes us from the inside to the outside. And that's when people at work begin to ask you, what's up with you? You look different. Why are you like this? What's going on in your life? Did you win the lotto? Did you get a new promotion that I don't know about? What exactly is going on in your life? And that is our opportunity to say, I was a lump of clay, and I gave myself over to Jesus. And he shaped me into something beautiful, and he filled me up, and now it's overflowing. God doesn't just want to shape you. He wants to make you into a vessel that is useful for his kingdom. The clay pots that were made in Jeremiah's time were not just made for decoration like we make them today. They were made for a purpose. They were to be bearers of water and wine and all kinds of good things. And they were used to pour that into other places. When Jeremiah was being shown this illustration, God was letting him know that he wanted to use Israel to be a blessing to all the nations of the world, but that he needed them to be filled, filled with him until it overflowed, and that that meant that they had to reject their evil ways, repent and come before the Lord and let him transform them into that useful vessel. God wants vessels that become bearers of his grace and of his love and of his spirit.
Are you willing to let God work on you today? Are you willing to let him dig deep until there's enough room for the Holy Spirit to fill you? Are you willing to be transformed from the inside out? He wants to reshape you today because he knows what you need to become better than you do. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you because today you want to do a mighty work in us. Through your Holy Spirit, you want to fill us and shape us and mold us and make us into something beautiful. We ask, O oh Lord, on this day simply that you will make us willing, willing, Lord, to be clay in your hands. We ask you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will fill this place in a special way as we pray at the altar. And that if there's anyone here that has not yet said yes to being on the wheel and allowing you to shape them, that this will be the day, that this will be the day that they will turn their lives over to you. Thank you, Jesus, for keeping your eyes on us and loving us so much. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.